but i really wasn't working on it because i was in a very sort of demanding job you know with journalism you know mm. with all the articles and stuff like that so it was only 3 years later so since the last you know so now it may be like 4 years now that mm. uh, i got down to it and um, you know you want me to just give you an idea of like how it started out like the book and and all of that Should I read the flap first and then you tell me? Because sure. then okay. the listeners will know what it is that the book is about, and then you can take off on that. You know? Sure. Okay. Okay. Rich, handsome, and connected. He's a catch for any woman. There's just one other catch. Heir to his father's Mumbai business empire, Ved Mera has money, looks, and status. He's also living as a closeted gay man, thirty-eight, lonely, still reeling from a breakup, and under pressure from his exasperated mother. Ved agrees to an arranged marriage. He regrettably now faces a doomed future with the perfectly lovely Disha Kapoor. Then Ved's world is turned upside down when he meets Carlos Silva, an American on a business trip in India. As preparations for his wedding get into full swing, Ved finds himself drawn into a relationship he could never have imagined, and ready to take a bold step. Ved is ready to embrace who he is and declare his true feelings, regardless of family expectations and staunch traditions. But with his engagement party just days away, and with so much at risk, Ved will have to fight for what he wants if it's not too late to get it. So that's yeah. what it's about. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean. so you know it actually started out um you know the skeleton of the book was really that i wanted to write about two men from mm-hmm. two different completely different worlds different ages mm-hmm. uh different ethnicities different backgrounds mm-hmm. who are just bound by one thing which is love you know that was the start of the book that there'd be these two mm-hmm. guys one would be an indian guy one would be uh you know a a foreigner an american Mm-hmm. and uh, that's how it started and then it sort of developed a lot more with you know the parents coming in and then the whole aspect of arranged marriage which is so sort of typical out here you know like yes. i've heard of numerous cases of gay men who are f- sort of like you know badgered into this uh, thing of getting married and then yes. it's really sad yeah i mean numerous cases i've just heard of yeah. so many cases and yeah. the sad thing is you know at the end of the day the wife is not happy because even if she doesn't know that her husband is gay she figures something is definitely wrong so she's sort of miserable yes. the husband is miserable because he can't really have a happy relationship and the parents are miserable because they see the children being miserable you know what i mean yes so it's a no win situation for everyone and that was something that was that's very sort of peculiar to india you know the whole arranged marriage scenario and i think it's just a matter i mean i really hope you know 
parents read this book also and sort of like realize that maybe they need to talk to their kids sometime and ask them if they're saying, listen, we're not ready to get married. I mean, talk about it rather than saying, you know, like for girls, apparently it's like 25, you have to get married. And for guys, 30 is the cutoff age. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's crazy. That yeah. is, there is no limit. You know, there is no age limit on love. I mean, you can get married in your 50s or your 60s or whenever you find the right person. I mean, what is it with this whole thing of, you know, age? I mean, it's because... Yes, they want grandkids and all of that. But they have to realize that, you know what, maybe their children are in love with somebody else or have other plans, you know. And yes. So it's a lot to deal with that. It's a lot to deal with what is it really like to be gay in India if you're mm-hmm. a closeted man. Yes. Um, and, you know, the main character, Wade, has everything going for him, okay? He's rich, successful, good-looking. You know, he's sort of like the ideal GQ man, so to speak. Yes, yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. And we look at people like this, these on magazine covers and we're like, oh my God, they seem to have it all. And, you know, wow. and all. But we don't realize that very often they have their own issues going on. Like he's just had his heart ripped out from an earlier relationship with a guy. He's closeted. And, um, you know, he's, he's constantly fighting that turmoil within him, you know, which is what happens yes. when you're closeted. It's, it's a tough space to be in. And mm-hmm. then his mother's on his case that, you know, beta, get married. You're you're 38, you know, you've gone beyond the limit. And he gives in to her wishes, thinking that, yeah, I'll do it and get out of it somehow. You know, like, I'll say yes Mm -hmm. to just keep Mm -hmm. her happy. Because, you know, a lot of guys are sort of like duty-bound sons. They want to keep their parents happy. And they sort of just give in to it from that aspect sometimes. Yes. And then, you know, it's like fate was laughing at him. And he meets Carlos Silva, who's this like younger... Um, happy-go-lucky American guy and they just fall madly in love and he's like oh my god I found the love of my life I found who I want to be with but now I've got this crazy engagement over my head you know and that's that's the dynamics you know can he get out of it does he have the courage to get out of it will the business world sort of uh, you know just debar him because he's gay because you know the business world is so conservative so you know, will his parents just sort of like, you know, tell him to get lost? I mean, you know, will not accept it because that's also a scenario. So yes. it is that dynamic. Yeah. Which is a very common thing that happens, you know, to a lot of gay men yeah. uh, when they need to figure out, like, take that step of, you know, am I ready to come out? Can I come out? Do I have the courage to fight for who I love? Mm-hmm. Or should I just, you know, go ahead and make my parents happy and be miserable, which a lot of guys do do also. Yeah, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Also, the thing about uh, about our culture, really, I mean, or our you know subcontinental cultures, basically, is that people, you know, I liked how you um, grappled with the you know with the truthfulness aspect of it because we mm. often think that it's okay to have a double life, right? Mm. You know, but okay, chalo, tum shadi to karlo, it's okay. You then you can have your fun, you know, on the side, mm. and how mm. you know. I, and how damaging it is for the people who are going through this. I mean, they have to yeah. do it they don't have a yeah. chance. Yeah. But you know, how it kills them, no? Inside. Of course. It totally, it totally rips you apart, you know. And the thing is, it is, it is a difficult decision to take, you know. It, it takes a lot of strength to say that, listen, you know what, I'm going to come out, you know. You yeah. usually do it to your friends first, you know, with your friends. You take the support of your friends, you come out with yeah. them and then... Then the big one is like my family, you know, how am I going to do it? But at the end of the day, you have to realize that if you want to lead your best life, you have to do that. You have to be honest to yourself. Hmm. And 
only if you love yourself can you love somebody else and that's the that's really the truth about it you know you can't play that halfway game you're never going to be happy you know you're never going to be happy um being this married man who tries to find love on the side and you know this was something also monjula i heard a lot about when i was growing up you know there was that very common dictat um in the 90s and around that time where people would be like do what you want but do it behind closed doors and that yes. never sat well with me you know whether it was affairs with men or women or whatever you yeah. know they were like do it but don't like you know nobody should know about it you know that yeah. sort of thing yeah and i always found that really absurd you know and that hypocrisy and i think that still continues i mean today things are much better there's there's far more conversation about being gay or being queer and uh you know there's far more acceptance and there's far there's far more visibility in the media and stuff like that but of course there are miles to go but yeah. it is that inner turmoil you know and it does take a toll on you and um it, it it is a it is a difficult step to take and it's only once you take it do you realize what a blessing it is in disguise you know mm-hmm. um but till then it is stuff i mean it is something that you think about for months for days you really have to sort of find that courage inside of you mm. and eventually it really is that i mean how much of a good life for yourself do you want or do you you know i remember somebody telling me this and it's always stayed with me when i was closeted you know mm-hmm. and uh, and he said fad you know why why do you want to keep walking in the shadows when you can walk in the sun mm-hmm. and that always stayed with me you know because that is the truth you know why would you want that for yourself yeah um so it 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 is that whole turmoil of you know how difficult it is and you know being closeted and coming out is a universal phenomenon i mean people across the world have issues with it it's difficult uh you know there's lots of problems that come with it it's not only in india So yeah. I felt that this would be something that everyone would identify in different ways you know but mm-hmm. here it's harder because we stay with our parents very often so it's that much yes. harder you know because who can afford these real estate prices anymore I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's you know? true yeah. yeah so it becomes harder you know on on that front and um, so that that those were the two issues that I really wanted to talk about you know one was about what is it really like you know to be a gay man who's closeted and how hard it is and mm. i put him in the business community because that is a very conservative community you know yes. so i was like that that is a tough space to be in you know to get and plus if you're the boss of your company it's even harder because yes you know i mean if you were just an employee then you can move on somewhere else okay? but if you're the boss you know what i mean everybody's talking about it every you feel that you feel that pressure sort of this thing yes so, everybody's watching you right yeah, yeah yeah and you know for a lot of people it's it's still a form of gossip unfortunately you know they're yes. like oh is is so and so gay in bollywood or so and so you know this thing i mean that's all that they're interested in they're not really interested in understanding what does it really mean to be gay how difficult a life it is until you come out Yes. Uh, the loneliness uh the constant inner questioning you know there's this constant a uh, thing happening in your own head where you're on one side saying i want to do this and on the other side you're like but can i do it you know what if this happens and what if that happens and you just yeah. realize yeah you just realize that once you do it it's like a breath of fresh air like you know then all of that didn't matter Yeah But, and 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 his fears i mean i it, that was very real when you know he meets that guy uh, outside and you know him mm. and, and and then he gets like really uh because his yeah, world clustered like, yeah, yeah clustered yeah yeah that's true because that's really how it is you know when you're closeted 
you're so much more careful. I mean, you might be out and about on these apps and stuff like that because it's, you know, anonymous and you may not put your picture and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. when you come face to face with people, suddenly you feel flustered and you also just feel that, again, that sort of inner pressure, you know, like, oh my God, you know, like I'm actually face to face with this person. So there is a lot that I wanted to talk about through this book. And, you know, those were the aspects of how difficult it is. And at the same time, a very, very important part of writing this book, Manjula, was to make it a happy, loving rom-com, you know? I was just like, yeah, it has to, like, uh, you know, I... I, when I was looking for books, I was looking for books to help me, to give me hope, to say that, you know what, mm-hmm. if you come out, things will be fine. I mean, if you find the love of your life. I always read like these really sort of dire, tragic oh, yeah. stories. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, immediately I was thinking, you know, when I, re- I was reading your book, I thought of Cobalt Blue, you know, Sachin Kundalkar's book. And I thought, yeah. okay, even that's a good book, but it treats it in a very different way. And it's like very serious and, you know, angsty. Yeah. And yours is like very hopeful and frothy. And, you know, I could, I, I yeah. could. Yeah, the same thing, but in, so I was thinking that it's unusual in the Indian, you know, literature space for something which is for a gay, uh, 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 a book about a gay couple, you know, finding love, uh, you know, a gay person finding love and yeah. being happy. <laughs> not yeah. being, you, know, so, you know, yeah. So, you know, and that was the thing. And I was, I was like, I want it to be full of love. I want it to be sort of empowering because I never found those books. You know, mm. I read a lot of great books by a lot of brilliant authors, mm. international or Indian. But they always were the serious, uh, the serious tragic story, you know, and they always mm. left you like crushed at the end of it. You know, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, you know, it just felt like, oh my God, like, you know, it's sort of over for you if you're gay sort of this thing, you know? <laughs> you know, because it always was like that, you know, either somebody dies or somebody breaks up and gets married or somebody sort of rips your heart out. Or, it was always this sort of tragedy. I mean, there've been so many, so many books and I think it's even internationally, I would say it's only been maybe two years since we're seeing a lot more happy queer books coming. Yes, yes, less. I remember reading less. We read that. Yeah, like yeah. correct, yeah. correct. That's a great example. And yeah. and also in the in the YA space, you know, the young adult space, there are lots of these books that are coming out, you know, which okay. are much happier um, uh, stories about whether it's trans love or whether it's about bi love or whether it's gay rom-coms and you know the, the interesting thing is so when I was writing this book I didn't know this it only came about when it came to the marketing stage hmm. that I realized that this the other man is possibly and I'm saying possibly just as a cautious word but it's possibly the first gay rom-com set in Mumbai to be published internationally. No, it's that not is po- nothing. It's not possibly. It is. It is. Yeah, because <laughs> I couldn't find anything else, you know. Yeah. And I kept it trying is. to find something, and I was like, you know, because they asked me, they said, "What, you know, how, how is your book similar to another book?" And I kept trying to find something like this, and I was just like, and that felt great, and I was like, wow, you know, like <laughs> it's it's like you know the first and stuff like that. But I also felt like you know what the hell, like why isn't there more? I mean. Why don't we have a richer culture of, you know, like I'm saying, like, when's the last time you read a book where the main character was trans? I haven't read one for years, ever, frankly, if you ask me. Yeah, or bi, or or even sexually agnostic. I mean, all the characters are either, you know, uh, heterosexual, or they'll be gay, or they'll be sapphic. But there's nobody who's broadening that spectrum at all. 
you know, mm-hmm. in any way. Mm-hmm. And whereas internationally, we are seeing that, you know, there are a lot of novels coming in, uh, which are happier, which are hopeful, which are positive. And I'm really hoping this opens the eyes of others to say, you know what, let's get more stuff like that. And especially since the last 18 months of the pandemic, where we don't want any more unhappiness to read. You know what I mean? We don't, <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah, you just want, you want something that, that gives you hope, that makes you feel good and sort of empowers you from that point of view, you know? And that was a really, really important part of writing this book. I was like, it has to, it has to talk about the issues and there is all of that going on in it. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know, and they say some, you know, sometimes they say that writers write the books they want to read. Yeah. And I sometimes feel that's quite true, you know, because yeah. this was really the sort of book that I would have wanted to read. Like I wanted something to give me hope for years. Mm. And even the movies or even the TV shows, you know, even the stuff that we saw in culture around us, whether it was, the English plays and stuff like that. Either there were these caricatures of gay men all the time. Yes, yes. Which were horrendous, you know, um, <laughs> which were just like cliches all the time. Yes. But um, so even out here, you know, we, we're slowly seeing that change. You know, we're slowly seeing that on OTT platforms change with like better representation coming in. You know, mm. corporates are becoming far more um, um, open to having LGBT policies, you know, mm. coming out. Mm. Um, there is a lot of stuff, you know, Axis Bank recently mentioned that they, you can have same-sex partners can open an account together. Mm. Um, you know, so we are seeing a lot more conversation, a lot, a uh, lot more talk. And that's great, you know, and I think it's a really healthy environment to be in. Um, and it has come about since, say, Section 377 was knocked down because that really yes. brought everything into focus, you know. Yes. That was, that was the biggest thing, you know. Yes. The catalyst. Yes. Uh, and I like that you've, you've brought that in, you know, it's in the background and you, you know that the action is playing out against what's happening in the courts and how this, the country is slowly throwing out this horrendous old law, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know, again, there it's so strange, but in hindsight, everything just worked out so well, you know, like uh, even like I told you six years, I'm, I'm glad I didn't write it in those first three years because everything actually worked out so well. So I had written the book. It had gone mm. to my agent mm. and then the law was knocked out by the Supreme Court. Mm. And that day itself, I remember calling her up and saying that, you know what, we have to include this in a much larger way in the book because this is now a new India. You know, this yes. is going to change a lot of things. Yeah. You know, youngsters were coming out on camera to their parents. There were, social media was full of like congratulatory messages and parties and everything like there was just this joyousness in the air you know which went on for weeks for weeks it was going on and so then we brought in we changed uh, a little bit towards the end we brought in a lot more through the book it was there but it was now amplified a lot more you know Mm. and the book is then set in that year where it leads up to the verdict yes you know because that really I think changed a lot I mean I think it just yeah, it just, uh, you know, I think it just put everybody on the same pedestal, you know, yes. and it was about time. I mean, there mm. was just no need for like this 1861 law to still be in existence. You know yes. what I mean? It's so archaic. I mean, <laughs> what the hell? I mean, that's like crazy <laughs> that it was yeah. still there. So, yeah. that, so, you know, that all came about really beautifully in, in, in retrospect when I think about it, that, you know, we could include it and we could sort of, you know, 
make it uh, a large part in the book and it is such a strong aspect frankly you know mm-hmm. um and things since then things have definitely changed i think things are definitely uh looking up looking hopeful there's far more conversation there's far more talk which is so important there is a lot more like you know same sex marriages are not legalized yes. so that has to be done um and yes, that's a, the next uh, next um, yeah fight right yeah exactly that's the next step and 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 also a lot more education you know like um like i still feel like there is a lot of tokenism when it mm-hmm. comes uh you know everyone because the spotlight on inclusivity is so strong so yeah. everybody tries to play safe and be like oh we are very inclusive and all of that but i find that very often that's a lot of tokenism you know a lot of them say things that are not genuinely what they care about or what they truly believe in and like i find you know the litmus litmus test always like whenever i speak to somebody and they say like you know always oh, so sort of uh understanding of uh, gay culture and gay men and and i just ask them point blank that so you would be fine if your child told you they were gay and, whole, <laughs> and what do they say <laughs> and the whole face goes white you know what you i mean serious you serious yeah so often because you know they, it it is always about it's fine if it's not in your household oh. it's fine if it's not to do with your with your uh, life you know people yeah. so that that's what i'm saying there's a lot of tokenism still you know which needs to change there needs to be more education on that front that mm-hmm. you know what it could be my husband it could be my wife it could be my father it could be my child it could be my cousin i mean all the people around you your friends or whatever and, and that that really that understanding needs to be there rather than this thing that oh it doesn't affect the four walls of my house so yeah you know it's not something i really need to like sort of you know think about or talk about but on the surface of course i'm i'm fine with everything you know so there is there is that hypocrisy still and i see that a lot but it's it's definitely diminished over the years a lot more mm. you know mm. and i think that's also because the gen z and the millennials are far more progressive in their thinking they're far more open and i really feel publishers should start looking at that audience you yes. know yes for these sort of novels you know which are much happier which are more positive because internationally those are that's the audience that's reading these ya novels know, which are that's true. which are doing so well yeah so they really need to develop that market a lot more you know mm-hmm. and okay. talking yeah, about publishers me. how come you know uh, how come it's not a penguin or you know one of these uh, houses that's published this i really wondered because it's really well written you know yeah no no it was No no so this was done through my agent okay. and it was always from the beginning the plan was always to have an international release okay so she sent it out internationally and she did send it out to the international random houses and all of them mm-hmm. and i did get some offers mm-hmm. and based on those offers but when i read you know so internationally how it works is that once if they if they want to sort of take on your book the mm-hmm. editor sends you a pitch letter okay So I got a couple of pitch letters but it was really the one from Lake Union you know who took it on okay. um by my editor Chris who wrote this really heartfelt beautiful letter mm-hmm. and I read that and I just told my agent you know what this is the one like I felt it like I think maybe it's a thing that I have also having been an editor and being in journalism you sort of get an eye for who you can work with and how it's going to yes. work for you with yes. people Yeah. and i just felt it you know i just felt it with him like just like i felt it with my agent when i met her i felt she's just the right person you know who will be able to sort of help me with this book and 
she really was a rock i mean she's just been a rock through this whole thing so okay. it is really about building up that team and so so they you know sent the letter and i just said yes 100% and that's how it was you know it wasn't okay. um and then so westland is their partner in india so that's how westland is involved on the okay. indian front okay. yeah okay but you know a lot of you know i find it quite strange manjula because i've covered a lot of author interviews and i've done you know i'll interview them through the years and i've never found them talking about the people behind their book and i feel it's so mm. important mm. because That's it is true. not yeah it's not just the author behind the book you have a whole team who helps you mm. who are very integral to see that your book gets out to the right audience that's true you know true. yeah yeah and i wish even litfest would would have awards you know whether i really wish they'd have best editor award or, or best agent award rather than just you know the the, the same old categories that are always there you know because mm. these are the people who really do uh give you that backing because it's a lonely profession otherwise right i mean yeah. it's all in your head i mean yeah. you think <laughs> you've done a great job but who that's knows true. yeah <laughs> you know? that's so, true Yeah so it's really it was I mean I have to say every single person who worked on this book was passionate about it and I felt that passion through the notes they'd write to me through the comments they'd leave on the edits uh, mm-hmm. I really felt that you know I mean I really felt felt that thing through it and it's really like when you work in a publication or a magazine you know you just have that vibe between people that yeah. they all want to come out with the best product Mm. you know mm. and that was the same thing and um, so it was really really a wonderful experience and i i really think um it was so important for me to have an agent especially in this case um mm. because it is a book that could have just very easily you know fallen through the cracks somewhere you know you think so i mean yeah i mean especially if you're looking at an international release it's not easy at all you know Mm. um to find to find the right publisher um and that is why again you know the, the uh, writing the book was to see that it appealed to an international audience as well as an indian audience yes, to strike that balance acha that that's why you have that thing those notes in the back dolly yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. so th- that was a, that was a, just to give them an idea because otherwise you know usually even when i read a book sometimes i come across this like really big word and i'm like okay google <laughs> and you know you have to figure out what it what it's about um so so that that glossary was there for that purpose you know to just explain what are the different things like mithai and you know yeah. all the uh, tikka yeah. and all those sort of things uh, the traditions and stuff like that mm. but uh, really i mean I, i i really feel that i just had the best team um working for it and i really feel credit needs to be given i mean i really wish more authors would talk about the people who helped them bring that book out you know in in being known i mean it mm. it's not just about that one person who's written it you know mm-hmm. there's a lot more that goes into it a lot more thought all the edits the copy edits and you know all of that that comes into it just like a newspaper you know it's not yes. just the editor it's your whole yes. team Mm-hmm. it's the team that makes it you know it's a team that makes a magazine it's not just the editor you know mm-hmm. so um similarly similarly from that angle i have to say like you know it's that way it's just been wonderful from all angles you know it's just worked smoothly and and i'm thrilled you know i'm really thrilled the reception has been great i mean um a lot of the bloggers internationally have been posting practically since the end of april oh okay okay yeah so for like 6 months on my instagram <laughs> 
I mean, because I think for them, it was a really new story, um, mm-hmm. something very different, something very new. And mm-hmm. so there's been a lot of love that is being showered on the book. And that that's great. That's really wonderful. But the best thing would be when it helps somebody, you know? Yeah. Uh, I really, you know, want people who feel they're in a similar situation or on different fronts to just hopefully get a little bit of empowerment from the book mm. and feel, you know what, they can get out of their situation. They can sort of have a much better, happier life because you're not going to, you know, if you stay closeted for your whole life, it's it's a really bad space to be in, That's, you know? Yeah. You know, but what I liked about the book is that even if you're not gay, you know, you can read it and 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 take something away from it in the sense of like, you know, realize that, okay, you know, this sort of hiding because every, you know, even heterosexuals within the Indian traditional space, they're also hiding. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. to this yeah. extent, not in this sphere, perhaps, yeah. but in other ways they're hiding. You know, I mean, Karen. nobody Karen. is open. <laughs> yeah, I know. That is the whole thing. You know, that is the whole thing. I'm, I'm, like I told you, like that whole thing of, you know, do what you want behind closed doors. I mean, it yeah. is this, this turmoil going through everybody, you know, yeah. a, a lot of marriages. I mean, whatever, for whatever different reasons, they're questioning things and they're wondering you yeah. know, if this is working out or maybe they've not managed to, you know, uh, uh, get the career that they want. So they're sort of yeah. unhappy. And so there are a lot of issues. And that's why Disha, who's the girl he marries, was a very important character to develop because she brings in that heterosexual quotient to the book. Yes. You know? yes. And she herself, I mean, in the beginning itself, they have that conversation and she herself very honestly tells a way that, you know, I'm also just marrying you because to make my parents happy because even girls yeah. do that. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they have that very honest conversation where they both say that, listen, you know, this is this is how things are, uh, yeah. you know, and we're going to sort of keep our, our parents happy. And so it was, it was um, sort of interesting to develop that dynamic between them where they become really good friends and mm. they have that close bond um, because, you know, he's a pretty lonely guy otherwise, you know, he doesn't yes. really have a lot of friends. Yes. And, you know, that's that's quite a common situation because, you know, by the time you reach your later 30s, I mean, a lot of friends have fallen by the way. You're, you're sort yeah. of just, you know, just stuck in your job, doing your job, daily job. And um, so it was also bringing about a lot of that. It was a, a lot of stuff about places in Bombay that I wanted to talk about, like yes. Toto's, yes. you know. Yeah. The garage pub and stuff. Yeah. And I also found it interesting, like how you, you touch on, you know, the 80s and 90s and, you know, the cruising scene then. And yeah. then, you know, you then you talk about the the shallowness also of uh, um, of online. Dating apps. Right. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know, dating apps, grinder, and You know, and yeah. these are things that, I mean, like the 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 non-gay reader doesn't know about the, the intricacy of the cruising scene. Okay. But Very true. everybody knows Very about true. You know, yeah. everybody knows about dating apps and, and how yeah. they're shallow. So clearly it's yeah. shallow whether you're gay or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, like, because, you know, honestly, the gay world has a language of its own, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And like so many things, like whether it's top and bottom or whether it's, yeah. you know, the whole thing about grinder, whether about cruising and stuff like that. And yeah. that was important to sort of bring that in, you know, to sort of bring that whole aspect in and talk about it. So, so people understood what, what exactly it's about you know they get a clearer understanding but you know Manjula I have to say especially having sort of like gone 
to college in the early 90s when there was no social media no internet mm-hmm. and it was a pretty like sort of lonely existence that way because you couldn't really meet other gay men yes the apps have been a boon in terms of meeting other people mm. it's shallow for sure because see the apps are hookup apps at the end of the day but yes. it it's how you want to handle them because i have made friends through them mm. and i see a lot of people you know it just gives you that uh ability to meet somebody else to have a conversation to discuss stuff which was never there earlier it was mm. horrendous earlier because how could you connect with anybody there That's was true. no <laughs> yeah there was no social media <laughs> you know true. there was no whatsapp i mean the only way you could do it if somebody said oh you know i have a friend and i think he's gay and then you have to figure out how you're going to have that conversation with that guy to figure <laughs> out this. you know what i mean which usually goes nowhere So yeah. the apps have really, honestly, have been a boon that way because they really help you connect. They really help you also see how the world is functioning, uh, mm-hmm. because you see how you know gay people around the world are. A lot of people are visiting India, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of ex- you can meet a lot of people, and it's up to you. See, it's really up to you whether you want to hook up with somebody or, or you want to try and develop that into a friendship if you can. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does happen. Sometimes it doesn't. But mm-hmm. um, it really gives you that connect that ability to connect which was not there you know i mean it doesn't make you feel so isolated as much as i did feel frankly when i was in college mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um because there was no way you know to sort of connect with somebody and sometimes you just want to meet somebody for a cup of coffee or uh you know you just, you even even just want to have a chat online you know sometimes yeah. you just want to chat with somebody online you may not even want to meet up with them it's just nice yeah. to have a great conversation mm-hmm. and i met a lot of people through it you know who um many of them have gone on to be good friends or just people i've known who gone on to be on my social media and stuff like that mm. and that is the only way you know because otherwise how else can you do it of course there are the parties now i mean that was another great thing that there are a lot of parties that started you know in in the late 90s uh, mm. and have been going on you know and mm. uh, so that that is another spot but it's it's difficult to connect with somebody in a party you know to have a conversation that <laughs> uh, yeah a party <laughs> is usually not about a conversation it's about everything else you know yeah yeah, yeah. so so the apps i think that way really help from that front you know whether it's grinder or tinder or blue or all these apps that are best craft and stuff like that mm. there numerous number of apps but they really do help you connect and then you decide you know it's just like your social media you decide what you want to put out there how you want to put it out then how you want to handle handle it from there you know yeah it's less lonely it's a lot trust me it's a lot less lonely because i really did feel that a lot i mean i had great friends and i had a great time in college i mean there was lots of partying and there was you know at that time the scene in bombay the nightlife scene was very vibrant with rgs and 1900s and all these ni- nightclubs and pubs mm. coming up it was mm. a lot of fun but it was always with heterosexual friends you know yes yes it was very difficult to just meet your own tribe i mean it was not possible and you can't just it's difficult to just approach somebody at the bar you know it's an awkward thing to do i mean That's however true. much you might stare at each other it's a difficult <laughs> thing to just go up <laughs> and strike a conversation you know so these apps really break that you know they just give you that ease of meeting up with somebody 
Hmm. And of course, they have their own problems. I mean, there are tons of issues there also. You know, they they can be shallow, and and they can also the person's picture can be completely different from what yes. they put up. Which you which you touch on in India. That's hilarious. Paranav has started laughing when I read it because that's so true. But it's so true. You know what I mean? Sometimes you come across. and it's sometimes hilarious the images you see and, and i think people yeah you become sort of really wise to the fact that you know is this image real or not you know because usually that image might be pixelated or sometimes they'll put a picture of some model or somebody famous and you're let, like let who are you this, kidding let me let me read this paragraph i found it really funny i started laughing and i read it on grinder guys sporting pictures of a hairy ripped body turned out to be hairless horny 18 year olds when a man claimed he had an 8 inch monster wave never expected anything more than a weasel gigolos posed as students students posed as experienced lovers flabby old men described themselves as muscular and gym fit the gap made it easy to deceive what was worse it was wade's only option at the very least wade was able to find short term companionship before the apps even that had been tricky so yeah so i found that yeah. too. <laughs> and that's you know that 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 description is very very true you know it mm-hmm. is a lot of sifting i mean just like it is on tinder or bumble or whatever it is for men and women you know that yes, do also yes. you have to sift you know you have to figure out uh what you know is this person being honest and stuff like that it is, it does take that but here there is a level of deception that can be quite <laughs> absurd you know you're like you know you're talking to you're chatting with somebody through that picture and then when they say let's meet for coffee you're like who the hell is this you know <laughs> like this can't be true and it's like that's why a lot of people now on these apps actually say that listen can we do a video chat before meeting uh. you know just just to clarify because um there is so much of this that goes on that they just feel that you know what i'm not taking that whole thing of dressing <laughs> up and going and you know the whole idea that it's a date and oh wow you know i met somebody else, and then you're like ow oh, who is that <laughs> you know it's like horror it's like you know halloween all over again sort of this thing so that happens and that happens a lot and you just become more wise to it you just learn how to tread through it much easier but there's definitely the pro of you know the fact that you can chat with other gay men which was you know horrible i mean it was just not possible earlier i mean the parties brought that about you know just the fact that you can mix with other people like you you can have conversations you can discuss stuff yeah yeah you get to know your connection yeah the basic yeah. connection you can make a connection yeah and yeah. you know honestly also uh, manjula you know talking about coming out and all of that i mean very honestly i feel that like you know you come out your whole life like i feel with this book i'm coming out in another way now i'm mm-hmm. coming out to a new lot of readers i'm coming out to you you mm-hmm. know what i mean i'm coming out mm-hmm. to the listener i'm coming and i feel that happens with every job you take you know you you mm-hmm. meet somebody and they like oh we're married and you say oh i'm gay and so you're coming out to them and i really feel this whole coming out process is something that goes on for your whole life and it's great if you meet people through these apps that you can chat about what was their experience like uh, you know you just get information you share stuff you need that you need that sort of bonding with your own people you know to just mm-hmm. discuss things and hear their stories and sometimes you hear awful things sometimes you hear lovely things i mean um there are lots of different instances you know but 
it just gives you that um that plethora of information which wasn't really there before you know it wasn't possible yeah. um to chat about that openly also you know because on the apps it's very easy i mean people feel it they can be more honest frankly mm-hmm. you know they're far more honest on the apps than they might be in person because they behind that picture behind that sort of uh, you know name or stuff like that mm. so it gives you a great sharing of information i think it's really helped that way you know it's really helped understand because how else do you really understand yourself more i mean the other ways you know through the relationships you have where you just figure out that you know what with the next one i'm willing to accept this and i'm not willing to accept this you know mm-hmm. yeah that's how you sort of get a better understanding of yourself or mm-hmm. otherwise but yeah. um these apps that they have really been a boon i have to say you know all of them and it's just how you choose to use it i mean mm. i mean best of luck if you find the right person and trust me i have found um you know a couple of really great guys through this you know okay, okay. uh they, they they are out there but you got out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know hope floats i mean you really yeah. got to sift through sift through a lot of it to get there <laughs> but it's just a great way to connect you know to it's just it's just a healthier way to have that conversation mm. and coming to you know uh, i found your uh, you know the parents really great they were very nice you know at the end of the yeah. book i thought you know it, it's yeah. like they they were both characters who kind of really stood out yeah and and that yeah. you know and not i mean because you expect oh it's going to be some sort of grim uh, you know grim thing yeah. mother yeah. being hysterical and the father being like get out of my house or whatever and you worked against that stereotype because that is a stereotype and these parents are not stereotypical yeah you know, and you know honestly nice. yeah and i've seen that you know i have seen some parents who are extremely supportive hmm and then i have heard of stories also where pe- people have had a hard time i mean so it's a mix and a match but like i told you i wanted to make this a happy sort of love filled book you know because it's it's really sort of love affirming on different levels it's between wade and carlos it's between wade and his mother it's between wade and his father mm. it's between wade and the girl he's going to marry i mean there is that relationship also so yes. it's on different levels you know that and th- that's a nice I, relationship too Yeah. yeah yeah and and she's also a really interesting person actually you know yes. it's just that he's not like he says that she's like my best friend i really he loves her in every respect but just not physically yes. you know yes yeah and and that happens for a lot of people you know yeah. and, and she something. tries to she tries to i mean you know yeah yeah <laughs> because that does happen for a you know it's it's a very uh, no, uh, common scenario i mean i've heard about this a lot I've seen this with people itself. I have um, seen. I, I, yeah. I have known people who've gone through this. Yeah, and tragically, you know. So exactly, yeah. and I and I do feel more and more people are willing to, you know, sort of bring up this conversation, talk about it. But I think it's just that as there's more out there around us that talks about these things, that says that you know what, it's it's okay if you choose not to get married by thirty. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'll give you a really strange example that I uh had become really friendly with somebody around 2 years ago and he was like 28 really doing well for himself all of that really fun to be had everything going for him but um he was closeted and he hadn't really figured himself out at all like he was really like sort of you know at 
basic aspect of being closeted. You know, he hadn't at all got that thing. And he was like, my father has told me that, you know, in two years you have to get married. And he had that sword sort of hanging over him. And I was like, but what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to live a life with a woman? Mm-hmm. And he gave me the strangest analogy that I can never forget. He said, like, you know, Farhad, I've never liked dogs. And, but then my friend got a dog and I got used to him. So I just get used to my wife. Oh my God. And I'm I was like, are you, are you kidding? I mean, and that's how people really think, you know, they think that a marriage is something you can just get used to. Like it'll just happen, you know, um, I'll f- work around it, but it's not like that. I mean, it's two people with a lot of emotions, with a lot of, you know, a lot of sort of, um, 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 emotional, uh, IQ sort of coming into it and yeah. you can't just sort of brush things under the carpet you what know what a mess it's, what a mess yeah it's really sad I mean I hope he's figured himself out I mean he's got those two years to figure himself out but so these were things that I saw really around me you know a lot of this was something that I saw in conversations that I had with people years earlier maybe or if I'd mm. met them at some point and mm. I just felt this was something that needed to be spoken about and I really hope that people who are in this situation wake up and realize that, you know what, let's not take that crazy step. Because, you know, once you decide that you're going to go for the arranged marriage, it's like being in quicksand. You know? Yes. Yeah. It's very difficult to pull yourself out of it. You know, once yeah. you've said yes, then the preparations are on in full swing. And you know how we love our to be grand. <laughs> they have to be really <laughs> over the top and, you know, yeah. crockery floating from here and the flowers from there. Yeah. And because it is the biggest celebration in a parent's life, you know, to see their yeah. kids married. I mean, it's a big deal for them. Yeah. But before that, I just hope people have that sense and courage to, you know, either sort of manage to, uh, you know, postpone it for a while or have that conversation or figure things out and see how they can. Mm. And it is tough. I mean, I'm not saying it's an easy thing at all. It, it is a difficult decision to do. Mm. But you only do it for yourself at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. You know, no, it's, was, yeah. Sorry, sorry. When I was reading this, I was thinking you make a great Netflix show, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It would. I mean, so there are talks happening. Okay. Uh, you know, my agent is showing it to various production houses and there is a lot of interest happening. But, you know, all of that takes a long time. And exactly. for me, yeah, for me, I was just like to have this book out there. Um you know, it's a special book. You know, it yeah. is something that's different. And I'm really hoping it leads to a lot of stuff in the same genre or, you know, similar to it, which is happy, progressive, uh, hopeful. Because, you know, and in literary fiction, you do see a lot of the novels which are sort of dark and gloomy. Yeah. But I'm hoping in commercial fiction, we don't, you know? Yes, yes. I mean, in commercial fiction, then nobody was touching on it at all, you know. Yeah, yeah, out here, nobody. And I think I'm really hoping that this sort of like, you know, opens the door to it. Because, yeah. uh, you know, for years, I've seen a lot of, a lot of, I mean, even, even as recent as, say, A Little Life by Hanya Yana Gihara, mm. which was maybe four years ago, which is a, you know, is, it's a novel that I'm very conflicted about. I love it on one hand, but it's a very dark, difficult, tough novel to wrestle with you know, mm-hmm. which had a lot of, you know, gay undertones and stuff like that. And I really wonder why only these sort of sad, depressive stories were being accepted earlier, you know, for the years yeah, yeah. earlier. Maybe, like, why were publishers saying that, you know, that, okay, you know, we'll go with this 
with this gay story, but it has to really sort of crush the reader. I mean, like, what the hell? Like, why? I mean, it's like earlier, earlier female protagonists, you know, if they were like very reckless, they had to die in films. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, uh, and all, how Chicklet came about and then changed things, you know, started speaking yes. about weight issues or started making... So, I mean, I'm hoping things change and I see that happening internationally for sure. Since the last mm. two years, they've been a lot happier, a lot more positive queer novels coming out uh, in the YA space, especially, mm. you know. Mm. And I'm hoping that, like, you know, that that sort of picks up and we see a lot more because we need to be able to celebrate love in all its forms, you know. Yes, um, yes that's true. Yeah, even on shows or on TV or, um, you know, in uh, every aspect of culture. Yeah, to normalize it. Right, because yeah. it, is, it is what is, I mean, everybody goes through love, whatever your orientation, right? Yeah, and you know what? <clears throat> we all have good relationships and we all have bad relationships. Yes, yes. But why aren't the good ones ever written about? I mean, why aren't we ever <laughs> celebrated? The good ones, you know? Why is it always about that like nasty heartbreak that sort of left you ripped at the end of the road, you know what I mean? With yeah. your heart out, like you're ripped with your heart out sort of thing. I mean, yeah. why does it have to be that? I mean, sure, that has its place. And sure, you know, those stories are legitimate and important and all of that. But let's also have a balance of happiness, mm. you know. Mm. Let's also have more queer jo- joy coming in, you know, because that's important, uh, yes. you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping this book sort of brings about, is a catalyst in some sense on that front. Yeah, and even the title is really nice because, you know, the thing is that you read The Other Man and immediately, I mean, you think of things like Anna Karenina and, you know, The Other Man, as in like the woman and The Other Man. You think of like these stories where a girl, at least I did since I'm female, so, you know, know, this woman who's conflicted and has to choose between two men. That's the general thing. And then then you realize and you think, wow, you know, and you start reading it and it's fun and it's... You know, and, you very know, positive. So yeah, and the best part was, you know, I thought of the title really at the beginning Ooh. when I was writing it. Yeah, it's a luckily. See, sometimes you know, you if you're lucky, the title which you go with stays. And yeah. in this case, it did. You know, it was something I thought about right at the beginning, and I really felt it was about what the story was about. You know, yes. so often we hear about, we've always heard about the other woman, yes. but I was like, you know what, like it's time that we spoke about the other man because. <laughs> That is a scenario that's happening around us. Yeah, you know, that is yeah. today's scenario, really. You know, yeah. there are a lot of cases like this also, you know, where where married couples are, you know, where the man is gay and, you know, he, yes. he might have a lover on the side and, you know, yeah. is trying to figure things out and stuff like that. So, yeah. and also it's a bit of a tease. Like, I just felt the title has a nice tease about what the book is about. You yeah, know, it, the, it does, that, it does, yeah. Yeah. So I was, that way I was really lucky that, you know, they, Everyone loved it. Like they were like, yes, perfectly. You know, it just totally goes with the with the book and everything. And that was something that was literally, I think, you know, uh, right at the beginning with the first draft itself, I put that as the title, you know, oh, that I wanted. Oh, oh. And um, sometimes, you know, that 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 works, you know, sometimes that stays. And then sometimes you get different, uh, you know, options and for different reasons, you know. Yeah, yeah. But this worked out. So that was great. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm really, you know, looking forward to seeing, you know, speaking to people about the book that they've read and, you know, getting, I've already got some feedback from friends and stuff like that. 
and mm. a lot of them are heterosexual and and that is what they say they said far we really i mean we didn't really understand the gay world which we now do a lot more through the book you know yeah the yeah. the 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 top the topics and you know the conversations the, yes. the apps really, and yeah. yeah and just get a better idea of what it really means because otherwise the conversation is always on the surface so it's it's always gossipy you know like yeah. oh did you hear so and so is gay or you know yeah. i'm sure he i'm sure he, you know, it's it's on that level it's not on actually understanding but what does that really mean you yeah. know what does it really mean to be gay you know yeah uh, and of course there's a lot more that comes into it and i can go on for hours yeah, i know and we can talk for hours but we should we should you know kind of end it yeah i know because i, I would just go, this could go on and on about the different yeah. issues and stuff like that That's but i mean i'm just really hoping you know it brings about a lot of like good change and um you know i i really really feel that if i hear of somebody who's found this really hopeful in some way or help them in some way that to me would be the greatest gift. i'm sure i'm sure it will help a lot of young people you know who again are conflicted not, and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know? from that angle definitely you know and um, so yeah let's see how it goes from here yeah so great great talking to you but before we end let me tell the listeners please go out and get the other man by fahad j dadi burjo it's really a, it's really an enjoyable book you know more than anything else it's a good read and uh, i really i really liked it and and i do hope it becomes a show because it, while i was reading it i was thinking wow this could this would be such a great scene <laughs> yeah i know i agree i mean a lot of people said it's very visual i mean it's we can you know we can visually see it when we're reading it yeah but yeah. so you know let let's keep our fingers crossed yeah I mean, yeah you know, you know. <laughs> so thank you so much farhad for coming on the show Thanks Manjula this was a blast thank you <laughs> bye bye This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast HD Smartcast